Empower Radio presents The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. And you know, a few weeks ago we talked about this illusion and the fear and debilitating symptoms that many are feeling in this time of change. There's just so much, so much happening in our world and so much just right in our own neighborhoods. So how do we stay calm? in the midst of chaos? How do we love one another and respect those we might not even like very much? It is time for us all to relax and lean into the necessary changes as these systems and structures that no longer serve us are crumbling all around us. It's time for us to step forward and be part of the solution. This might not sound really easy when we're really, many of us are in stress mode and survival mode and and saying what's next. And so hopefully today, instead of fueling more polarization and resistance, hopefully we'll begin a dialogue that can help cultivate positive change and really stay focused on our own health and development and our gifts of service while we're looking toward the future and activating our collective creative potential. And who better to do that? Who better to help us navigate change in these turbulent times than my dear friend and guest, an intuitive healer and spiritual guide that you know from a few weeks back. I invite you to take a few deep breaths. Bring your awareness into this moment. Open your mind. Connect with your heart. And settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce my guest and friend, Cheryl Lynn. She's a medical intuitive healer, seer, author, and spiritual guide who uses powerful, divinely guided healing techniques to bring your physical body and entire being back into balance. Cheryl assists clients around the world remotely by phone or Skype. She's a popular and grounded Facebook presence and is part of the Empower Radio team right here with us, bringing those daily doses of empowerment right to you. And her wisdom, I tell you what, um, she's doing amazing things on her Facebook page that really is so helpful to so many. So besides those 90-second messages you can get right here on Empower Radio, check out Cheryl Lynn's Facebook page. It's the Cosmic Conduit. We're going to talk more about that later. But for right now, welcome, Cheryl. Hi, Julie. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, I'm so glad to have you here as well. And this is part two. We we had a conversation a couple weeks ago about navigating change in turbulent times. And and Really, we we asked our communities and they sent in some questions and we didn't cover all of them. And yet, as we know, time keeps moving forward and 
really to be fully present in this moment with what's presenting right now is so important. So I do want to just answer a few of those questions that we have and then see what wants to transpire, Cheryl. So I'm going to even forego my traditional first question because I just asked you that a couple of weeks ago about all things connected. And I think both of us are all about that connection and understanding that. So welcome, welcome. I am really, really, really happy to have you here again. Again, thanks for having me. And I always love our conversations, whether in a car or on the radio. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to pretend like we're driving along in a little Prius going cross country because those those conversations with us were so fun and so enlightening. It was like amazing to just get into that zone and just be in that flow state and allow this wisdom to just bubble up onto the surface. So I'm I'm trusting we're going to go there again. But Cheryl, let's finish. I just want to f- finish some of those questions from last time um there's a lot of fear and anxiety and um well we don't even need to say much more i was just going to say this um as people are trying to make sense here we are in the world it's a few weeks later than last time really strange and bizarre election what do I want to say? Um, activity is still bubbling. Conversations are still, there's still so many questions. There's, there's questions is our future. There's questions of the processes. There's questions about everything else going on in the world. And as you and I know, there's a real, there's a lot of really positive change. There's really, really good things. But I do want to address this one fear. And I know that you are very active on your page and you've been having these conversations. But for our listening audience here, I think that the one question that really weighed on me after our last show that we didn't have time for is people who identify with minority groups. And that fear is so real in our consciousness and in the world. These people have had threats of of really being deported, sent away, even children in schools who are natural born citizens. And they're saying, well, I might have to go because I'm this minority or that minority or this religious group. And so, so there's so much there. And so the question from one of our listeners was, how can one who is most vulnerable to these groups change his or her feelings of fear and anger to be a more spiritual, to be, I think, in a more spiritual place of love and peace without feeling disconnected to the nature of things on the physical plane? And there, this is a loaded question um, because I think that last little twist is really important too of, of staying fully connected and in this. So, so how do these most vulnerable groups shift their emotion and feelings from fear and anger to this more spiritual place of love and peace? Well, this one... This one, actually, I remember when we, we talked about this particular one, I was thinking, wow, this is really, it like goes to the depths of our um, fear and our ability to transcend, you know, some potentially 
challenging times. And I remember seeing, there was a picture posted probably on Facebook or somewhere. There was a picture, and I don't even remember who was in the picture, but basically they were giving the Heil Hitler salute. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the idea was that, you know, there's this rising, what they were calling the um, alt-right, which, you know, many just felt like the, the, they're just using a different word for Nazis. And my minority, other than the fact that I'm a woman, but the rest of my minority is fairly invisible. I mean, I have Jewish heritage, and, you know, for the most part, people don't guess that. I don't look particularly Jewish. And so, um, and, you know, it's not the religion I practice, but it is my heritage. And I remember when I saw that that picture, I got a chill up my spine, and it wasn't like a good, comfortable yippee chill. It was it was a little bit of fear, and I thought, oh, my God, could something like that happen that, you know, happened to, you know, my, my ancestors? And the thing is, so I sat with that, and the thing is, and to address this listener's question, there are, and I, we were talking about this earlier, Julie, that there are things like this happening all over the planet right now, and they were happening before this election where there are groups of people who are being discriminated against, oppressed, having violent acts committed against them in the name of religion. Um, it, it actually is already happening in our world. And just because we haven't had, we've been lucky in, in, for the most part in the United States to not have it be quite as overt. But for some people, that isn't even true. Right here in our country, you know, there are, um, incidences of, you know, racial profiling and all sorts of things. So it's nothing new. I guess that's my my um, overall point here, is that it is nothing new. And what happens when you see a picture like that or people start writing articles about, well, what will happen because now this group is now going to be in power and they are known racists or they are known misogynists or whatever, um, you know, what's going to happen if those people are in power? Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And again, and I think we talked about this last time, it's like when we start projecting into the future instead of living right now, it paralyzes us. Mm. When we start imagining how bad things could get, um, and it's based on history and projection into the future, has really nothing to do with the reality of now. Now, I don't remember whether it was this um, this person that um, wrote in that question or if it was um, someone else that I ran across who actually did have some racial profiling and, and um, some comments made to them. And I remember when I heard it, it's like, well, is there something to do in that moment? Is there something that 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 person or, um, you know, us as, as a, a group of people, like if you're involved in some sort of an organization that is based on your religion or ethnic group that is, is getting um, uh, this kind of incidence, um, is there something to be done? Is there something in this moment that can be done? And that's where kind of right action comes into play. It's not about sitting back and saying, oh, everything's hunky-dory and, you know, everything's going to be taken care of. 
for some of us, it really is, there is a call to action of some sort. And it may be to get, to be, to get involved politically, to make changes. It may be to protest, to join protest or start one. It may be to, within your own community, educate people. Stand up, you know, against bullying in your school. It may be all sorts of things. And it also may not be your role to play. That may, you may see something, um, and when you tune into your, what your piece is, that may not be your piece to do. And that's okay too. I think that we think you start thinking, oh my God, I've got to do something, we've got to do something. But it may be that, uh, Overall, you may be a teacher, for instance, who, you know, brings a little piece to your students and teaches them a little bit about tolerance and um, what, it, what it feels like to be discriminated against. And that is enough. Like, you have to realize that all of each of us doing our own little piece is enough to start shifting things. So let's let's just pause there for a moment because I think this is a really important prescription is that if what I believe and what I know to be true is that every person every individual is like a cell in this collective body and we kind of mentioned that last time and and you mentioned maybe that direct action isn't yours to do. But the reality is, is that we all have gifts to give in service of the whole, no matter what it is. It might just be working in the service industry and making people smile. You know, who it, it doesn't matter what it is or if it's related to this major change that's happening. But but here's a prescription, and I, I'd love to hear your feedback on this, Cheryl, is no matter what that gift is, regardless of how direct or indirect it is in serving the greater whole, when we can focus energy on that and do it really well and do more of it, it's almost like turn toward your gifts and your strengths and do it even more, do it even better. And, you know, envelop yourself in service of something greater than yourself. And that is a, um, I just want to say good medicine for fear and anxiety. It really can shift things in people's lives. What do you think about that? I, that's great um, because I think the, the feeling that, that what happens when we get into fear is we feel, start feeling helpless. And then that fuels the fear even more. We start feeling like there's, I've got to do something, but I don't know what to do. And yes. when you look at your own skill set and your own calling, that that is what to do. You know, um, my, um, my roommate makes amazing activating jewelry and, you know, we remind each other of, of our unique path. And I, I, when he gets in that place, I remind him, go make more jewelry that will sh help shift people's consciousness. Because that is his piece of the puzzle. It's not to go out and join a protest or do something. He, he needs to focus on that because it really does shift people. 
yeah. and help them to, um, you know, feel more connected to their higher level. So what a great gift that is. And, you know, we each have to look at what our piece is. You and I having this conversation on the radio show, that's our contribution today in this moment. Having a conversation, bringing, bringing these topics up to the, up to the surface to be looked at, give people some ideas that they might not have thought about. That's our piece today. We might be called to do something else tomorrow, but that's our piece today, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that brings up just, you know, the concept of moving into the change, not being afraid of it, not retreating from it, not fearing, like you said, fear creates constriction. I, I live here in the Midwest and we have uh, a saying that I think comes from the Native Americans, but I can't quote who, where I learned this. I need to look it up and see the source of it. So I'm sorry that I can't quote it today. But the, the idea is that when storms come brewing on the plains, cows and buffalo do two separate things and this is such a powerful lesson if you think about the visual so imagine on the great plains and you know out in the west the clouds are dark and green and luminous and you see a storm coming toward you cows turn and walk away from the storm buffalo turn and walk into the storm. And so the lesson being as the buffalo turn and walk into the storm, they walk through it much quicker. And the cows that turn and start walking away from the storm begin walking along with the storm because the storm catches up and they're still walking and they're following the storm's path. So they're in the storm a lot longer. And I love that idea about really facilitating, really assisting us of thinking to face the fear, face the change, and begin to move into the change and engage in it. Mm. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that story and the metaphor of it that, you know, when we, we are the buffalo, it actually, we think it's the harder path, but it actually is actually the easier one because we're we're facing it. We're not running and hiding from anything. We're just we're just going right into it. And I think that also speaks to something that you know I've been very aware of and and have shared where there's so much more going on beneath the surface of what what we are aware of that the bigger picture of the awakening of humanity, of the shifting of consciousness, of the moving out of the old paradigms and the old structures, the breaking apart of everything that is happening right now, it seems with our human minds, we look at it and think this, this could be cataclysmic. This is a catastrophe. This is, you know, something to... We have to we have to fix this. We have to we have to prevent it from happening. Well, what if we don't? What if it's all happening for us? It's all happening because, on some level of our conscious or of our unconscious, 
we actually have asked for this, that we wanted to move through to the other side of this storm and come to a place of greater harmony and peace and understanding and compassion and love, and that the way, the way, the only way to do this is to move through these times where everything is breaking apart. Yes. You know, there's a, a, there's a really good piece to this whole conversation of what's happening that we can't see. And I, I really want to go there after the break and talk about what we know is happening from this cosmic perspective, because that's an important, an important piece. And hopefully, you know, our listeners are inspired and, and really want to go deeper into that. What is going on? But the piece that you talk about um, that maybe we're asking for this, we're a part of the shift, we're a part of this shift in consciousness, we're a part of breaking down those systems and structures that no longer work, that are built on this consciousness that that isn't sustainable for us, right? Top-down, dominator model, um, struggle, separation, fear. So, so we're a part of this. I have to tell you some encouraging news. I was in Omaha yesterday, and um, and I don't know if, if you're feeling this. I, I would love to get your opinion because you're in Phoenix, and um, here in the Midwest, it seems like things happen on the coast and, and even Phoenix, and then they kind of move in. So I was in Omaha yesterday, and someone asked, um, well, what do you do? I had, I had two people. Oh, well, what do you do? What are you doing here? What do you, you know, what, what do you do for a living? And instead of, I don't have a good elevator speech. I don't know if you do, but I don't, I don't have a good elevator speech. It's really hard to say, what do I do? And my husband teases me about that a lot. But yesterday I just said, well, you know, all this change happening on our planet. You know that there's so much going on right now. And I'm just here to serve this a higher good, to really assist people in making this transition. And it, both people, instead of looking at me with this glazed over look, and instead of me fumbling with my words, as soon as I said, you know, there's so much going on, there was recognition, but not in a way of going, oh, yeah, we just went through this horrible election. It was a recognition of global systemic change. And both of them, both of these people were like, yes. Yes, I understand. Are you getting that with consciousness and people? Are are people getting it that this is really big systemic change? I think yes, and there's still a lot of fear wrapped up in it for most people. Yes. I think there is a small group of us, I'll include us in it, um, who who are getting that, oh, no, this, this needs to happen to break down in order for something new to emerge. But I think for most people um, that I've run across, there is either a paralyzing fear, like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's going to happen, happen, or um, a like kind of like a call to arms feeling like I've got to fight for this or I've got to make sure this happens or, you know, like a, almost a militant um, feeling 
and um, you know, and then there's there's other other uh, reactions to what's happening. But I think overall, I mean, people, there's no way you can't be feeling the shift. I think the other the other piece, a few people, I just I just want to go move up, move away to an island somewhere and, and just yes. check out, you know. And people, that is another thing that maybe after the break we can talk about about people checking out in various ways. Um, talk about that a little more because that is another option um, that I've seen, you know, escalating over the past few weeks. So. Yeah, good point. So I just want to, you know, we just have a, a another minute here before the break. And you mentioned something important a while back. And with this fear that you're talking about, it is so true that when we try to move out into the future, there really, that's when we move into more anxiety and fear. There's, you cannot imagine the future. And really, um, so here's where I want to go after the break too, that I think is a really important piece. And you and I've talked about this. It's like um, before, as a, as a mental health practitioner, as a psychologist, I would probably recommend to people in times of change like this, that you kind of hunker down and you ride out the storm and you stay grounded and you breathe and you do familiar things. And, you, you know, it's like mm-hmm. you you teach people how to relax and and be steady. But this this is a different kind of time and a different kind of change. And the perceived future is so gosh darn scary or they totally can't see it. I'm noticing that. I think you are too. Like the, the people that we work with, um, I might have a vision of the future. I'm a visionary, so I can see where we're going, but so many people literally can't see the step right in front of them. So I just talked too long. We need to take a break. I would love for us to pick up that topic and and so much more because there's even more change coming. And so here we are. We are talking with amazing Cheryl Lynn, intuitive healer, author, spiritual coach. And we are going to talk about so much more right after this break. Stay with us. Meditation channel, non-stop meditation music, 24 hours a day in the new Empower Radio app. Music to empower your meditation, help you relax, sleep, or provide a calm background while you work. The Empower Meditation channel is interruption-free. Listen now with the Empower Radio app, free in the App Store, or listen online at empower.fm. Soothe your soul, calm your mind. The Empower Meditation channel. Dear John. I was hoping it wouldn't come to this, but you've left me no choice. I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is really serious, and lately you seem to really not care. I've been there for you since day one, and I know you think I'm going to keep ticking. But no, my friend, I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to the good times, when we were more active and ate more healthy foods, and you checked on me every once in a while? Is that too much to ask? I don't want to leave. 
But unless you stop ignoring me, what else am I supposed to do? Remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart. Don't let it quit on you. Doing the minimum to control your high blood pressure isn't doing enough. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. Check, change, control. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Dave, what are you doing? Just sending a gift to Dave2037. Who? Me in the future. I save a little money from every paycheck as a gift to Dave2037, so he can spend it on things like anti-gravity boots or a hologram Doberman. Something cool like that. I think Dave2037 deserves it. He worked hard. What are you getting Steve2037? I guess I was thinking Steve2037 would just fend for himself. Well, all right. But don't expect to be borrowing my anti-gravity boots. You want to have money in your future? You got to start saving now. Putting some money from every paycheck into a savings account or contributing to your 401k can make a big difference later. Put away a few bucks, feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy ways to save, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. Hey, let's just hope Steve2037 doesn't get his hands on a cold time machine because he is going to come back here and knock some sense into you. This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Getting your child home safely. Tap your heels together three times. It's just a click away. There is no place like home. But making sure your child is in the right seat is just one of the steps down the road to safer travels. I don't know how it works. Find the right seat for your little one's age and size. There's no better way to get home safely. Know for sure that your child is in the right seat. How can I ever thank you enough? Get all the facts at safercar.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Empowering you for a better life. This is Empower Radio. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and maybe just listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com, where you'll find the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also stay connected all week on our Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie where we continue the conversation and I'd love to hear from you. And so would Cheryl. We're sitting here visiting, just visiting, just a light conversation, right? <laughs> oh gosh, what a conversation. This is so important, Cheryl. And I want to make sure that our guests know how to find you. And I believe that's con. I, I don't want to say it if it's not, but I think it is the, well, you tell me. It's, which, um, which website? My website www.thecosmicconduit.com. Okay, that's what I thought. Cosmicconduit.com. Thecosmicconduit.com. Th- that's what I, I was missing. The. Yeah, the. That's. I was like, all of a sudden, just doing the other one. Thecosmicconduit.com. Also find Cheryl on Facebook at Cheryl Lynn, Cosmic Conduit. Just Google each either one of those and you will find her. Wow, Cheryl, this is an important conversation, and I'm thinking about those people that we were talking about right before the break who are afraid, they know something's going on, and there's so much uncertainty. And, you know, how do we, let's just start, let's just start with this concept. How do we encourage and inspire people to trust that the universe 
has their back? How do we encourage them to step forward into this change, not knowing what's ahead, but trusting that the path will rise up to meet them? How do we teach that and inspire that? That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think for me, I'll just, I'll just speak personally how that has happened for me because when I first heard that concept of, you know, that, that everything was divinely guided and that I, I had a cosmic support team for back, lack of a better word, um, that was, that really was supporting me on my journey as everyone does. I remember when I first, I thought, well, that's a nice concept. I can, I can understand. Uh, yeah, I could believe that. But then I would go along in my life and get scared or get thrown off track by some event that would happen. And I would get worried or fearful and not be able to sleep at night and those kinds of things. And what shifted it for me was the idea of doing it anyway. So I would have a sense of maybe something to do, a risk to take, a decision to make. And maybe there were two two possibilities that I could choose from. And I would go back and forth, which one, which one would. But there was a sense of one that would come to me a little bit more strongly. And I finally decided, instead of sitting on the fence and trying trying to figure it out with my mind, to just really... Um, just go for it because somehow through the process of doing it for, through following whatever you're guided to do with the idea that even if it is, even if you are making that up in your head, that's okay too. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really in the long run matter. You just follow your guidance and the more times where I would get affirmation that I had chosen something that where it felt like, oh, wow, you know, I see how all the resources that I needed were actually right there just by me taking a step forward. The universe actually met me and said, okay, she's moving forward. Now here, here are the resources. So that, that was kind of my path into actually trusting that the universe really did have my back. And the more I've done it, the more comfortable I've gotten with with that feeling of unknown, I'm like, all right, well, it's worked out so far. I'm still here on the planet. <laughs> you know, everything, you know, I might not have felt very good at the time, but it's, you know, I've, I've kept moving forward. So with that evidence, it's given me a little more confidence. The one thing I do want to acknowledge, Julie, though, it's funny because I was thinking about this during the break. One of the things that, um, that I've become aware of recently is that it's important for us to, while we're moving forward and, you know, being the buffalo, we also have to acknowledge that we're walking into the storm. We also have to acknowledge that it's not about fear, but, but things like anger, fear, um, you know, just, just a lot of intense emotions can come up. And there's a tendency, I know, for myself to be a little Pollyanna-ish about it. It's like, oh, everything's going to work out, la, 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 la. And, and I do believe that. I actually, I've been accused of being Pollyanna-ish many times. But 
I, for the most part, that's how, how my life has been. Even through some, some of the most difficult challenges, it always works out. So, but I think it's important that we, we really acknowledge the feelings that are underneath the deeper, deeper feelings. Some of the things that have happened, some of the things that we, we um, learn about, whether it's in our own communities, in our own country, or out in the greater world, when we learn about them, there's like a, a feeling of helplessness and, and grief. And I think it's important that we acknowledge that and let ourselves feel that and be fueled by that rather than our reactions to um, things and getting, get, letting our emotions of like anger and fear drive us. When we, when we let that more tender part of ourselves acknowledge that, you know, this is, this is kind of an intense time, kind of, this is an intense time. And there are things that are happening that, you know, I wish weren't happening. I wish everything was all hearts and flowers and rainbows, but it's not. I think it's really important for us to acknowledge that and let that tender part of us also be present as we move into action. And action is what this next year is going to be about. There is no doubt about it. And it's already started that it's a very action oriented time and that it's not time for us to just sit back and wait for someone else to do their part. We have to do our part too. Mm, I love that. It's such good advice. And I really appreciate you bringing in the piece of acknowledging our emotion. And um, that brings me to another question for you. Cheryl, because I just had this conversation um, just a couple days ago about someone whose life is falling apart. Her her life, as she knew it, appears to be crumbling, just like a lot of our systems and structures. And so um, how she earned a living, where she lived, what she's going to do in the future, it just everything is in flux and in change. And when you're talking about moving into action and acknowledging the feelings, it reminds me of um, my conversation with her because she's totally scared. Um, Her stomach's been anxious for days and days. There are times that she reports that she just freaks out or loses it. And so acknowledging this fear, but I want to I want to throw a curveball in here and get to the cosmic part of the cosmic conduit here, because we're watching ourselves and the evolution of ourselves, like quite literally, our our bodies are changing, our consciousness is changing, our relationships are changing, our lives are changing. There's so much happening, and we are three-dimensional beings and humans and we are multi-dimensional but we're not fully in that world of multi-dimensionality yet and so like I was talking if you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs a lot of really self-actualized people who have climbed up that pyramid and live and function there are leaping into this new cosmic multi-dimensional realm at the same time that real life is shifting and changing and crumbling and so even acknowledging it doesn't matter how spiritual we are 
um, and this is my question to you, Cheryl, about this moving into action piece. Um, and what you see is it doesn't matter how spiritual we are. We're having to adjust with real physical change and things happening all around, no matter what level of consciousness we're at, no matter what life experience we've had, no matter how spiritual we are. Uh, are you seeing that same thing? <laughs> I have to laugh because did you just describe what I've just been going through for the last year? Um, yeah, kind of. Um, oh, yeah, I kind of did. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Um, so, yes, it's, it's so, so our individual lives, of course, are the microcosm of the macrocosm of what's going on in the world. Mm. So as, and it's not for everyone. Some people say to me, well, you know, my life's pretty much the same as it was yesterday. I, I don't really notice much change, but I see all this change out in the world. So it's not everyone experiencing it. Everyone's feeling it, even if mm-hmm. things aren't particularly changing dramatically in their personal lives. But um, there are many, many, many who are, who are being call, called to completely take their lives apart and put them back together a different way. And I am one of them. You know, I'm about to go off on an adventure um, where I'm going to spend at least six to eight weeks um, working on my book. And, you know, I'm in the process of selling almost all my things. I didn't think I was going to do that. I thought I was going to be putting everything in storage, but I got a clear message from my higher levels. No, you need to get, you need to be unencumbered. And um, it'll all come back around because everything is being reconfigured and, when you are done with the book, then there will be this and that. And I don't know what those this and that's are, but I absolutely, without a doubt, know that things are being re- rearranged in my life so that I can be available to what is next for me. Mm-hmm. So that sounds all wonderful and lovely and, you know, like I'm very peaceful about it, which I am about 90% of the time, but that 10% is scares them out of me. And the fear is not knowing what's around the corner. Not knowing what's around the corner is the thing that is the 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 flavor of the fear right now on the planet. That there are things that are happening that we've never that we've never experienced before. And how does that affect us in our three D lives and the practical stuff? You know, it may seem like, well, you, she can do that. I mean, I've had people say that, well, that's fine for you, but, you know, I need to pay the bills. I've got children to feed. I've got them there. You know, we each have our own individual situations. And right action for one person may look completely different than another person. But, again, it's it's going back to what are you personally being called to do? What are you being called to let go of? I think a big piece of this is letting go of our pictures of what we think our individual life is supposed to look like and our world is supposed to look like and being open to the possibilities that it might be even better than we could have imagined if we let go of our ideas of of the old. Yeah, good point there because hence there is the appropriate grief. Um, that you mentioned. It's like, yeah, feel the grief. Let go of your life as you knew it and grieve. 
and even grieve the dreams that you thought you had ahead and grieve the life that you created and and really let go. So you said next year is the year to move into action. We're in a nine year in numerology. We have so many um, beautiful, wise people on our planet assisting and guiding and talking about this time of huge change and this is an ending this nine year is about an ending and next year is about new beginnings but also for millennium this this whole cosmic cycle has been set up to really shift in a big way on our planet so i'm going to bring this back to where you're at with moving into action, but I want to bring in a twist here of how do we inspire and activate our creative potential? Because this is also an opportunity. Like you said, if we can, it's, it could be better than we imagine. I guarantee it will be better than we can imagine. And so we have to stop imagining it. How do we move into our creative potential and really activate and move into action for our higher creative potential? Well, I think there's, there's uh, and you probably have some ideas about this too, um, and there's, there's a few things that, um, that have worked for me as well as, you know, my clients. Um, one of the things is to make sure that you're staying in communication with others as far as brainstorming that kind of communication where you're, I want to say problem solving, but it's more like, creative problem solving. So you're faced with a situation in your life where you're being called to make a change, but you're not quite sure how to do it, or you're called to, you want to take action, some bigger action in your community or politically, and having others to bounce ideas off of of can create a beautiful think tank where ideas, new ideas can, can brew. So I think that that's part of it. But also... If you can find ways to dream beyond your wildest imagination. So I remember a a little while ago before I realized that I was going to be taking this journey and, and, you know, going off um, and writing for a period of time, I did this exercise with myself where I asked just a big piece of paper and I just put big life on the top of it. And in it, I, on it, I just wrote down all of these, like, beyond my wildest dreams. And I'm not talking fantasy in that, like, just totally realistic. It could absolutely, there's no way, like, it could, could happen because it's not, it's not your path. I mean, it's not even meant to be your path. But, like, beyond your wildest imagination, so say you, you see yourself traveling. And you, you want to do more traveling and you see like that, that's part of your future. But, you know, the, the only thing you can imagine at this point, because either finances or maybe you've got some fear of flying or whatever, you can imagine taking some day trips. So instead you say, well, what if I actually could go to Costa Rica and I could go to Italy and I could go to Spain and well, how would that happen? Well, maybe I get this, offer of a job and the company pays me to go on trips or so you start letting yourself imagine the what if and, and, and while acknowledging 
the doubts and fears that will come up, well, but that isn't likely to happen. You say, yeah, 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 whatever, and keep going, and keep going more, and keep going deeper. What if I were able to organize a march um, for winning in Washington, which is actually going to happen? You, maybe you were one of the ones that thought up that idea, like, how would I do that? Who would I contact? Well, maybe that person knows someone. You just let yourself go wild with it. And then I think the next part of that creativity is actually then taking action because it's all fine on paper or in your head, but the action, and the thing is we think that we have to do something really big to get the ball rolling. It could be that you follow your impulse and you stop at that Starbucks to get a coffee instead of passing a black because for some reason you keep feeling like you should stop and you stop and you end up having a conversation with someone who actually knows someone who's starting, you know, some sort of protest that you can, you can join in on. See how that works. Yeah. I really appreciate you saying, follow that, the little impulses, because the little impulses are like our breadcrumbs really leading us into that bigger. It's not this huge, big thing when we're just following the small little impulse. One of the things that, a couple of things that I wrote down while you were talking, because I was hearing them, was I'm hearing you say, don't play small and don't play safe. That's the old energy. You know, we play small, we play safe. And yet, as we're doing these small things, listening, um, when you said keep going and you keep going more and you go deeper, it's almost like, yes, acknowledge the fear, but don't get stuck in looking backwards. Don't compare to the past. Don't compare to, um, well, I I wasn't making any money when I worked at that. Don't even go to the past to compare and contrast anymore. It's like continue moving forward into that action piece because it's like before we would use our rational brain, right? Our left brain. And we would use that reason and go, well, you know, I tried this before and it didn't work. And then this happened and we're done with that. It's like, we're done. We're, we're done with that. Sorry, I can't say that enough, Cheryl. It feels like <laughs> it feels like whenever we do that, it turns us back into a direction that doesn't follow the breadcrumbs and doesn't lead into positive, creative action and change. So feel the feeling and take the step forward anyway. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And it, it doesn't have, it, it, and to reiterate, it doesn't have to be something huge just because you feel the hugeness of what you're being called to does not mean that each step has to be huge. If, if a huge step is required, believe me, you'll know it. <laughs> and you don't, you don't have to like look for it. It'll, it'll find you. But those yes. little, little steps. And I think that that's also, um, that's also important to remember when when you feel like just hiding and you know um, hiding under the covers and not dealing with this because that is very present now too for a lot of people where it's just too overwhelming and they just don't want to deal with it and for some people that's that's totally okay like you don't you don't have to be the one that's leading the charge or you don't have to. You don't have to be the one 
that is, you know, out in the front. That's totally okay. That's not everyone's role. But it's also, I think it's important to acknowledge that right now there are some people that really are struggling. And, uh, you know, I had um, a client who has had quite a few people um, die in her life recently, transitioned. And, um, and you can feel, like as she talks about it, I could feel that they were done. They were done, like it, it was not their path to be part of this next part of our journey. And um, that, that's, that is, we have to acknowledge that that is the case for some people, that they're not meant to, you know, move into this next phase. Their, their path is something different, and that's okay. Um, and then to help those who are struggling and checking out in other ways, either by getting very depressed and hibernating or, um, you know, taking drugs or accelerating their alcohol use or other ways of check. There's lots of ways to check out and to be compassionate when you run across someone that is doing that and understanding that most likely they're, very sensitive. Both of my kids are very sensitive souls and the tendency is to want to check out and, you know, having compassion for the fact that this is, this is not an easy time to be, to be alive. You know, there's a lot that's going on energetically that can really feel, um, feel, uh, unsettling to the soul. So, and just have a lot of compassion. That, thank you for that. The, the, the unsettled feeling, even from a an emotional, energetic, and physical um, realm, there's a lot of that. And just to kind of ease our minds, um, also just knowing there are people who are going into depression and addiction and other things with the sphere of the future, to just really know that there are some amazing people on the planet that are on the front leading edge there with solutions that are emerging there's there's people on every continent and in every country that really are working with the new solutions and if we can relax it we're not seeing them in the in the mainstream media we don't know that they're there but they are there you know i'm working with them i see them everywhere and it's amazing how same solutions and ideas and it's just amazing what emerges from within the people. So there is hope. Cheryl, we just have two minutes left here. And you are always, I want to have you back again. You're always a delight to have here. What in the last 60 seconds or so here, what message do you want to leave with our listeners today? You know, I think... I've had a few things happen to me recently that shocked me where, and the shock was that I, it was someone who I thought was very rigid in their thinking and they actually through slowly but surely having conversations for me, just standing firmly in my knowing without trying to change them, without criticizing them, without um, you know, making them wrong, just standing firmly in what I saw and believed that they actually have come to me and said things that blew me away 
where I actually was making a difference, even if it didn't feel like I was. Mm. So I want to leave you with that thought that you have no idea those seeds that you are planting, how, what kind of an effect they will have. I was fortunate to actually be able to hear it from the person. It actually happens with two people. And it made me just feel like there, there is, there, it's not just there is hope. Mm-hmm. We are making a difference. Beautiful. Whether we know it or not. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Cheryl Lynn. We've been talking with Cheryl. Again, find her at thecosmicconduit.com. You've been listening to The Dr. Julie Show. I really appreciate you tuning in today. And remember, together we're creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.